This is your dose of daily market wisdom with master trader Nick Santiago. Starting from humble beginnings, Nick has been beating the markets for over two decades. He shares with you his take on the profitable trades that will have you moving towards financial freedom in no time at all. To see an in-depth review of his track record and much more, go to inthemoneystocks.com. Welcome. This is your daily dose of daily market wisdom with master trader Nick Santiago. I'm Kerry Lutz. Today is 8 2020 and this is show number 102. Well, Nick, we got the unemployment numbers like we do every Thursday. Yeah, we got them today, and uh, they came in a little bit weaker than expected. So we winded up uh, trading. It looks like the weekly initial claims for the week of uh, August 15th increased by about 135,000 to 1.106 million. So last week we know we broke uh below that 100 million mark uh that 100 uh that 1 million marker and uh this looks like a little bit of a setback. But in my opinion, uh markets are uh, taking it in stride. We got a little bit of a sell off here in uh, a couple of the in a few of the indexes. The Nasdaq though is positive. Yeah, so the Nasdaq has been the uh, leader throughout this rally. I mean we're you know, upwards of 11,000. I remember when the Dow, uh, we were all celebrating when the Dow hit 11,000. That's right. I remember those caps everybody was wearing. And now here we are with the Dow at 27,600. It's quite something. Yeah. So the Na NASDAQ continues its leadership. And uh, what do we make of all this? Well, right now, I I'd like to see... Um, some money come out of the NASDAQ, but you've got some stocks like Apple. Apple's continuing to climb almost on a, on a daily basis, and that's really running up into its four-for-one split. So when you have Apple very, very strong, you have Google, Amazon, they're all higher. Facebook is higher today. You have a, a, really, um, a really good move today in Netflix. That's up $10. Adobe's up $4. Microsoft is up. So all of these stocks are, are catching fire. Last night we had NVIDIA earnings. Stock sold off early, then it rallied up. Now it's flat on the day. So there's nothing terrible. You just keep continuing to see a lot of backing and filling in technology. So you know we'll respect that and we'll give it um, the benefit of the doubt as long as the trend is up and the trend remains up. And that's what we got to continue to watch for. If the trend changes, and it shows us that um, it flips, then we got to be prepared. We are coming into an election year uh, and a you know presidential election in November. This is going to be a highly contested event. Um, right now, you know, you have to put on your bullish costume because the trend is up, but you got to be somewhat cautious out here too right now. You never know what kind of news item you're going to get hit with or geopolitical event from one day to the next. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Hey, so looking at oil, it's still trading over $42 a barrel. It's kind of been stuck in the mud there. What are you seeing for oil? Yeah, I mean, oil's pulling back a little bit today, down about 50 cents, trading at around 42.40. But the pattern is strong on oil. I mean, you know, if the pattern looked bad, I would be the first person to let you know. Right now, when you look at the pattern, I mean, it's just consolidating. Anytime you consolidate like that, you're, you want to go higher. That's, that's what it's telling me. Yeah, so... So consolidation is going to lead to higher prices, huh? I do believe that. And unless something breaks or something fails here, then we get, you know, a hard sell-off. But even if, even when I did the math, and I do this math every night, uh, even if crude actually really broke down I, I, and it really got hit hard, you know, $34, $35 would probably be the floor. 
So I don't I don't see I don't see any problems in crude right now. The chart pattern is still very strong. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's just kind of stayed there. And so uh, gold and silver got slammed yesterday. I think uh, gold was down 75 bucks on the spot. Silver down over a dollar. What's going on today? Yeah, today, um, you know, we st we still have gold futures down a little bit today. Right now, as we speak, they're uh, trading lower by about sixteen dollars to around nineteen fifty three. Uh, but you know, like I said yesterday, remember uh, I talked about that zigzag down pattern. And you know what happens is you make a parabolic move, then you'll come down, then you'll make a retrace or a run for that move. You'll make a lower high, and then you'll have another leg lower. So I mean, it's kind of fitting the puzzle. Um, what we saw yesterday, it really wasn't. You know, and that move came later in the day, really. So, um, you know, when, when we look at uh, gold right now, it, it's, it's just working off an overbought condition, working off the parabolic pattern. But there's, you know, longer, longer term, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, and silver could not get over 30 bucks, right? That was kind of hit massive resistance, $30. Now it's, I guess, consolidating, huh? Yeah, I mean, silver's holding up really well. It's it's trading at 20 on the futures. It's trading at around 27 and change at the moment. But again, nothing wrong with that pattern. It had a parabolic move and, you know, now it works that parabolic move off. What 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 we call it is working off an overbought condition. And, you know, when everybody's on one side of the trade, they got to shake out the weaker hands and then um, you know, it can reset itself and and make another advance, but like I've said all along, you know, I love the action I've seen in silver because it broke out from a low. When you break out from a low, that's usually more sustainable going forward. And, um, you know, we talked about longer term numbers for gold um, and the prospects for gold going a lot higher down the road are, are very, very strong as well. So, you know, right now, when you look at the silver pattern, I think um, you just got to let it let it tell you a little bit more of a story. But I think there's going to be more upside down the road. Shorter term, I'd love to see more consolidation. Uh, maybe an a ABC zigzag down, that would be uh, very, very nice. And if you get silver futures, you know, around the 2021 level, you know, that that's a steal of a deal. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I guess uh, the market, uh, you never know exactly what's going to happen. But what we do know is that the long-term trend looks pretty solid. Unless we have a massive deflationary depression in the United States, the metals are going higher. Well, I got to say, right now, when you look at the fundamental picture, and I'm not a fundamental guy, as you know, I'm, I'm a technical guy. But when you look at the fundamental picture out here, you know, you have all of these central bankers printing money, and they're creating this money, you know, out of thin air. Uh, let's call it what it is. Um, it's debt. And then you got to repay that debt. But that's why we're seeing the move in gold as, as you know, being as robust as it is. And I don't, I don't see that, that changing anytime soon. Right. So one thing we saw is the dollar just broke under 93 on the index, on the DXY. What are you seeing for the dollar? Yeah, I think the dollar is close to a bottom now. I, I really think that um, we might have, you know, one more minor leg down in the dollar. And I do mean minor. And then the dollar is going up. I know that may sound crazy. It may sound counterintuitive, but uh, that's what the chart's telling me. And I don't de deviate from the charts. So I, I think the dollar is close to, you know, it's had its sell off now. And uh, I think the dollar is starting to stabilize and the dollar will start to move higher. All right. So is that going to cause metal prices to uh, come down? It could. 
It could. So, you know, the gold has really moved higher as the dollar went lower. That's, you know, always been uh, dollar down, gold up, dollar down, commodities up. That's been the relationship that we've always looked at. But people don't realize also that gold and the dollar have gone up uh, recently with, you know, together. And that's been unusual to see, but it does happen from time to time. So, you know, I, I look at everything on an individual basis and I just let the, the charts tell me, you know, uh, dictate or narrate to me where the action is going to be up or down. And right now, I, I think the dollar, you know, has a little bit lower to go, but we're, we're getting close to a dollar bottom. Yeah. So we saw last week Buffett go into Barrick gold stock. He didn't actually buy physical gold, but you don't really know what he's doing with his own money and in other funds in any event because any of these businesses could be buying gold and they wouldn't necessarily have to disclose it if it's not a major move if it's not material but uh, you think that there's going to be others to really get substantially into the sector into mining companies and into physical or at least the well etfs I mean, I, I think right now, if you look at a lot of the 13F filings that came out, which is, includes Buffett and other people as well, I think all of these guys have a lot of gold exposure. So all of these hedge fund managers now are in the gold game. Buffett, who has you know, historically hated gold, if you ask me. I mean, the guys never liked gold. He would call it a useless, useless relic. Yeah, if you have relic. 10 ounces, yeah. If you have 10 ounces today, you're going to have 10 ounces in 20 years. Does nothing for you. So this is a guy that's bashed gold his whole entire career. I, 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 I personally think it's probably one of his understudies that picked it up. Um, even, even he owns Apple, but he didn't really buy Apple. That was one of his you know, managers that he's, he's grooming to, to succeed him um, that picked that up. So again, I, I just think that he's got people working for him that said, hey, we, we got to have some exposure to this. Yeah, yep, yep. Yep, no doubt uh, just makes sense because it's been an undervalued sector in the market for many years now. And finally, the fund managers, et cetera, they're all getting into the act. Well, I think we'll leave it at that, Nick. Anyways, go over, take a look at inthemoneystocks.com for Nick's trading record and a lot of other valuable information. The Twitter feeds are at ITMS at Nick Santiago 01 at Kerry Lutz. Write us KL at KerryLutz.com. And Nick, we'll catch up and pick up where we left off tomorrow. Thank you. And so concludes another episode of Daily Market Wisdom with Master Trader Nick Santiago. Be sure to go to his website, InTheMoneyStocks.com. Don't forget the Twitter feeds at ITMS and at NickSantiago01. 